This is your life, God's truth. Your QFM. It's Phil, and it's an honor to have State Representative Matt Grossel joining us from District 2A. And uh, you, of course, are in the news lately as you have announced that you're going to run for re-election. Give us a brief layout now of where 2A is after the redrawing of the lines. Well, 2A, 2A used to have uh, Northern Hubbard County in it. It went around the city of Bemidji, so city of Bemidji was in. Uh, was in 5A, and then I had part of uh, uh, southern Clearwater County. And now the, the line has uh, crept further north, so that it, it uh, all I have is Beltrami County, including the city of Bemidji. The eastern side of Beltrami County, up to about Kellier, is now in uh, another district, but I, uh, the line creeped further north and cut off at uh, just south of Clearbrook in Clearwater County, and then still have all of uh, Lake of the Woods County. Yeah, you do go all the way to the Canadian border up there. Yep, all the way up to the northwest angle, and uh, and now it encompasses the city of Bemidji as well. That's really the big change, I suppose, is you've got the, yeah. the city of Bemidji. So there you go. And uh, the campaign is on. Every two years, you got to be hopping. you got to be moving <laughs> and doing your job. So... You know, it's okay. And I, like I tell people, you know, they talk about going out and having to visit and knock doors and see people and stuff. I say, I love it. I, yeah. I love going out and visiting with new people. Well, yeah, now you've got to do that all over the city of Bemidji. So and you're going to need some help, and hopefully you'll get some good help for that, too. About how many people are supposed to be in each house district? I think it's about 40,000. Okay. All right. right around there. Very good. Well, it's an interesting legislative session. It's well underway. And the big talk, of course, is all the money, the big surplus, a record surplus for the state of Minnesota. I want to start out by getting your thoughts on that. You know, uh, people lining up to spend it. Uh, and as always, the more on the conservative side, they want to look for ways to give the money back. You know, how would you sum up this crazy surplus and the debate that's going on right now, Matt? Well, I'd, I'd, I'd sum up the crazy surplus like this. Um, it, it's about $9.5 billion surplus uh, projected. And that, that, just, that just screams that the government has been taxing the citizens way too much. And it, it, it's got to go back to the citizens. It's got to go back out to, to who it belongs to. And things like uh, getting roads, getting uh, infrastructure, getting water, water and sewer projects, I mean, get the money back out to where people can use it and make Minnesota better, make their lives better, instead of continuing to, well, I, I just call it pick, they're picking the, the citizens' pockets continuously, yeah. and that's that's not a stop. Especially after the shutdown, that it, it, it's yeah. been hard on so many people, families, businesses, all of it. Yeah, absolutely. And when you say get the money back, you're not saying write checks to the people. Uh, let's get that straight. That was something that was brought up. And you know, it's like okay, let's let's buy some more votes here. Let's 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 try to let's try to buy people off cheaply, mm-hmm. instead of making it meaningful and getting it getting it done through. You don't have to charge such high taxes. Right. I mean, we're we're one of the highest tax states in the in the nation, and as far as businesses go, holy smokes, you know, uh, businesses are just getting just getting ravaged, yeah. and it's just it's just not right, Phil. Yeah, and then in the middle, having a big budget surplus. The uh, legislature has been unable to figure out this unemployment insurance fund. Uh, that fund was completely depleted during COVID. In fact, the federal government dumped money into it, and now the state has to pay that back and then replenish the 
the rainy day fund, if you will, in the unemployment insurance fund. And, you know, they were going to use money from the surplus to do it and they can't come to terms on it. And so now businesses are actually being penalized again with a much higher unemployment insurance rate. Matt, it's so frustrating uh, why we can't get that accomplished either. What's your thoughts on that? Well, you know, uh, the businesses, like I, like I mentioned before, and one other one other thing that these taxes should go back to is is tax cuts. Get rid of the tax on Social Security. Right. Our elderly people who have paid in for all this time, we have no business taxing them further. That should be one of the, the highest priorities as far as where this uh, surplus should be going. But back to the UI, the unemployment insurance, you know, that is something that uh, should have been done. We should, we should have met the deadline by uh, March 15th which the commissioner of, of deed, uh, who was the uh, Walls appointee, he's a DFL appointee, warned us, warned everybody that it needed to be done by that date. Otherwise, businesses were going to suffer the consequences by higher taxes. We had the money. We have the money there that should have been refilled so that the businesses would be held harmless in that. It's, <laughs> it, it's so ridiculous because they're, they're using the uh, frontline workers bill that, mind you, that was already agreed to in September, last September, to be paid out to our frontline workers. Everybody was on the same sheet of music for that. Yeah. Get it done, get it out there to the people who who deserved it. But for some reason, they wanted to hold on to that, and now they want to add more people to that, who probably, you know, looking at, looking at a lot of language in, in that bill, you're going, no, these, these people aren't, shouldn't be getting this, getting these... Uh, these funds back or getting this pay. And so instead of doing what they agreed to, they've gone back on the word one more time, another example of of not, not holding up to what they say they're going to do. And they're using the unemployment insurance bill for leverage so that you give us more money here. Otherwise, we're not going to agree to this. So it just tells us they don't care. Yeah. They don't care that the uh, the uh, uh, frontline workers aren't getting their pay that was agreed to. They don't care that businesses are going to get racked with higher taxes now because they want what they want. It's so frustrating. On the outside looking in, it's you know you see this in news media. Some of the things that I follow for the state of Minnesota that the left is very very concerned about the election coming up in November. So what they want to be able to do is get out these checks to not only people on a tax rebate, but also checks to all these frontline workers, which, again, like you said, that was settled last September. But because the surplus is so big, they kind of saw this as another opportunity to buy a bunch of votes. So now they have added thousands and thousands of more quote-unquote frontline workers that they want to give checks to for them as well. So it's really two sets of checks, taxpayer yep. rebates and then frontline workers that would cover, you know, probably, well, obviously it would cover millions of Minnesotans and they want these checks to go out prior to the election. Is anything I just said wrong, Matt? You're not wrong. And I, and I know, you know, we're always, we're always, always trying to not put motives in front of people, well. but it looks like a, it looks like a pig squealed like a pig. That I, I, I by golly, I think it's a pig. So it's but it's it, this is you know just the, the example. It was already agreed to how much they're going to put out for frontline workers. That yeah. should have been out. That should have been gone long time ago. And what was what we need to make sure that our businesses were held harmless after the after uh, the walls shut down. It should have been done. Walls agreed to 
to the UI insurance bill that was that was presented. The Senate, Republicans and Democrats agreed to what needed to be done. It was the House Democrats who were holding out and holding, who are going to be raising the taxes on our Minnesota businesses now once again. So, yeah. you know, when you got everybody else agreeing except for one small group, and like you said, when they start seeing the polls uh, start dropping and people are uh, looking at them unfavorably, guess what? Suddenly they like cops again. And suddenly they want to they wanna start trying to buy people off with, with small checks and such. It's just... It just ticks you off because it shouldn't be like that. Yeah. Do your job. We need to pray for wisdom and breakthrough down there in St. Paul. It's got to be frustrating for you uh, still being in the minority. And I know another thing, we've got to move on to the child porn thing that you've been working on for so long, Matt. You've been a champion uh, to get added protections for children and, and change the sentencing for the predators that are out there. And it's been a struggle for you to get a hearing. You've been working with the Minnesota Child Protection League. We talked with Kelly Jansen last week about that. She just so appreciates the work that you've been doing. And honestly, uh, this is a big week for you. You're hoping for a hearing possibly this week, Matt, or is it one of those where don't hold your breath or what? Well, I never give up hope. Yeah. Never give up hope. Um, and I'm going to keep hammering on it to, until it gets across the finish line because this is this is uh, a crime that that uh, that these kids suffer from the scars from it for the rest of their lives because w- when they've been used in 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 child pornography that video that picture is out there forever and the rest of their life they spend looking over their shoulder wondering who's seeing this yeah. who's recognizing me it's a scar that's left on them forever and these predators who are, who are preying on these on these children. They're they're getting a little more than a slap on the wrist for it, and my bill my bill is going to hold them accountable. It's a scaled down version of the federal guidelines. Um, these people will go to prison instead of getting a slap on the wrist for for producing, for disseminating, and for receiving. It's got some teeth in it, yeah. and it's it'll it'll take these people off the street and keep them from harming more kids. I've got massive public support. I've got massive uh, organizations, uh, religious organizations. Uh, parent groups and uh, law enforcement, I mean, all over the place that are in support of this piece of legislation. And I kept working with other stakeholders, and now I've got the County Attorneys Association will stand silent, and they, they're not opposed to the, the, the legislation I've got now. I did another fiscal note on the, on the tweaks that I made on the language, and it came back as less than half of what the original fiscal note was. It, it went from almost $7 million down to $2.7 million for this piece of legislation because of the beds that it'll, it'll cause in the prison system. Okay, got it. So it'll take the burden off of our investigators to be able to get these prosecutions done at the state level where, where they should be done instead of having to try to get them accepted at, for federal prosecution because they, they can't get as many cases accepted at the federal level when we can do the, our job here in this state and, and put some teeth into yeah. our uh, statutes to hold these predators accountable. They've got to be taken off the yeah. street. Um, so I've been talking, you know, the more I learn about this, this crime, the, the more it saddens me that, that we haven't done anything to address this as, as legislators for so many years. It took until past 2020, 2021, before production was even a presumed prison. And then uh, a little bit later, 
finally uh, dissemination, sharing it, you know, distributing it, was a presumed prison. Doesn't mean they're going. It just means it's presumed now instead of instead of uh, uh, presumed stays, which uh, possession still is a presumed stay. And that's the majority of the the uh, convictions in the state of Minnesota. It's not that they can't convict them for the other uh, other crimes. I think there's a uh, hesitancy because of the technology, and we have the technology to make these to build and prosecute these cases and send these people to where they belong. It's about justice, and we just pray that there can be a breakthrough here that the punishment would fit that crime, and it is devastating for children. And it it is so interesting. You know, uh, you've been hearing this week, Matt, this gal that is up now, the hearing start today for the United States Supreme Court. And as they started to vet her, they found out that, you know, obviously she's a left-leaning justice and so forth, and she's been very soft on child pornography cases as her practice as a judge over the years. I mean, it's just, it's mind boggling how, you know, this whole thing with children and, and pornography, we've been so soft on it. And I sure hope that tide is turning, Matt. You know, and I, and I was sad to hear that because you, know, you hope, you hope that the people that sit in those seats yeah. will be the ones that will, that will go by what the, what the law says and interpret it correctly and, and execute it uh, accordingly. And I hope that this, this one, if they were like that, that that uh, if she gets appointed, that she changes from that yeah. because uh, child pornography is no less no less a crime than than uh, human trafficking or sex trafficking or anything because mm. they all overlap. They, it's all one great big ugly, vicious cycle. It's I always describe it as a, a multi-headed serpent that you have to attack from every direction you can. You can't just attack it from the human trafficking side. Mm. You can't just attack it from the sex trafficking or the child pornography side. You've got to attack it from every direction because it all overlaps. It all feeds off each other from the narcotics wow. uh, trafficking, all of it. It all overlaps and they all feed off each other. And if you don't hit them all, you're going to continue to deal with it. Well, we pray for good things to happen here, even this legislative session. Again, you guys aren't in control in the House or in the governor's office, and that shouldn't matter on this particular issue, but it seems like no. it does, and uh, we just pray that it could happen. If I put forward one bill out of the, all of the stuff that I have, this is the one that I thought would be nonpartisan. Yes. This is the one that I thought we could all come together on to protect children from predators and shaking my head going, come on, people, what are you thinking? Before we uh, run out of time, you know, we're seeing the increase in uh, Christian schools starting and popping up around the state, around the country, frankly, and even right here in our area. And Matt, this whole issue of vouchers, giving parents the right to have their kids go to a different school and have their tax money follow with them. It's been talked about for a long time. I know some states have enacted vouchers. It's it's not uh, happening in Minnesota. You know, is there going to be a, a bigger appetite for it, or is it obviously going to take where the Republicans have the House, the Senate, and the governor before anything like that would ever happen? What do you think? It's going to take Republican control. To, to get that done. With that being said, um, citizens and you know, and those of us who are who are uh, wanting to have that kind of those those vultures and have that flexibility for parents to to get their kids to uh, schools that, of their choice, we've got to hold people's feet to the fire too. You said that you would do this. Now make sure you do it. Yeah. And and because I've seen too many times where 
people, they, uh, you know, if we're in the minority, we can bring up whatever bill we want to. We know it's not going to get passed or it's not going to get a hearing, but we, boy, we can beat our chest and, and beat the drum and holler for this or that. But when you're in control, you better put your money where your mouth is and yeah. get the job done. Because if you don't, then you're no better than, than anybody else. You know, you, I believe even with uh, full control, we're going to have to hold people's feet to the fire anyway. Yeah, yeah I agree. Do yeah. your job. Do what you said you were going to do. Yeah, we're certainly on a trajectory, though, where there's going to be more and more parents wanting that. So that'll be something yeah, to watch it, and, you know, for all of us to be vigilant on that. You know, and I just, uh, I, I got sent a, uh, an email from a concerned parent. Um, they, it was a video of, of their child uh, being assaulted in, in a middle school. And that was disturbing. That was so so disturbing. This mm-hmm. kid's uh, walking down the hall, and, so, and they just, they, what, another student come up behind him and just start beating on him. I mean, this is stuff. That, that should not be happening. Yeah, We've let too many things go unchecked, undealt with. These are the types of results that yeah. you get from that. Matt Grossel, State Representative, District 2A, and uh, it's going to be an interesting ride through this particular legislative session. And then campaigning coming up again this fall. Let's hope we can get some of the things settled before this session is over uh, in many ways, including what you're championing down there. So, Matt, thank you for what you do. I know you covet people's prayers for uh, being a state representative, don't you? I do. I do, because that's first and foremost you know, when people are talking about what's going on, what they're seeing going on around us, and all of this, all this stuff that uh, overall that we've been dealing with, and I, I always tell them, first and foremost, you got to be praying. Right now, you know, we're, we're at a point where we try to do everything humanly possible, but the first thing we should be doing is is uh, seeking God's wisdom on it, seeking yeah. God's uh, direction on it, and so on. So that is first and foremost what we need to do. And, and uh, the things that have come about before this legislation, the lower... Fiscal note, the uh, the agreement by uh, so many uh, stakeholders and so on. You know that's come from prayer. That has not been the things that I have done. That's come from prayer and God's uh, providing and opening doors for us. So first and foremost, you know, prayer because those that's that's where the power is. Yeah, Amen. Matt, you have a good week, and we'll keep in touch. God bless you, and thank you for taking the time. Thank you, sir. God bless all of you as well. This is your life, God's truth, your QFM.